Hey guys, it's Matt Haycox here. And in this video, I'm gonna give you 11 great ways to invest a thousand pounds in your business. Now, whether this is because you've got some profits left over, or maybe you've got access to some government grants or loans, or maybe because you've decided you wanna use some of your credit card to get the most out of your business, the strategies that I'm about to give you are gonna give you maximum value and generate a fantastic return on investment. Some of these strategies will bring you an immediate return, while some are more of an investment for the long term. Some are gonna use up all of your grand, while others are gonna cost a lot less, which means you can implement quite a few of them. But all of these are tried and tested by me, and they will work. So don't sit on the sidelines, don't procrastinate any longer. Make the investment, make the commitment, and reap the rewards. Okay, so the first place you need to be investing is in yourself. And until you're investing in yourself, you shouldn't even consider investments elsewhere. Whether you've got a business or not, you must commit to your personal development, your growth, a quest for knowledge, and your personal betterment. This will pay dividends for the rest of your life, not just today, and not just in the business that you're currently working in. Now, I've always been interested in learning new things, but for a large part of my life, I didn't do this formally or in an organized way. I'd read books and I'd always have an open mind to new things, but I never went too deep on my learning, other than learning from my personal experiences. But now I'm all in, I can't get enough. I invest in my health, my fitness, my knowledge, and I also do my very best to help other people learn and develop themselves too. You actually don't need to spend a penny on personal development, as there's so much free stuff out there for you to consume. But like anything in life, spending in the right ways will usually reap better rewards than doing it on the cheap. So how can you invest a thousand pounds in your personal development? Well look, firstly, you need to be buying some books. Now there isn't much you can't learn from a great book, from a great author. And if reading isn't your thing, then you need to make it your thing. And if you struggle with written books, then try the audio version. I'm actually a big fan of audio books because they allow me to multitask, listening and absorbing while I'm in the gym, driving, cooking or whatever. Now you can even speed up the playback of them so that you can listen to even more in a shorter space of time. I'm not making you any specific recommendations of books here. It really depends on which areas you're looking to learn from. But there's plenty of places you can find reviews and recommendations online for your field or your area of interest. To be honest, one of my favorite book types is biographies or autobiographies, as I love to hear the journeys of other successful people and see what I can learn from them or what mistakes they've made that hopefully I can avoid. Once you get into reading, you're gonna find it easier and easier to do and I'm sure you're going to want to ramp up your consumption. You can quite easily get to the point where you're reading a book a week even if you've never read a book in your life. The key is to pick ones about subjects that you want to learn on written by the right author in a style of writing that you like. You've got to make it as easy as possible for yourself. Now after books you need to start taking courses. Just like books there are courses available on every conceivable subject matter and there's free ones and there's paid ones. You can take courses in person but you can do them online. There's sites out there like Udemy that have tons of courses on them, and there's plenty of other sites too. Now again, just like books, make sure you pick courses on subjects that interest you and that you're gonna benefit from, and also ideally from someone teaching it in a style and a format that you like. Then you're not gonna struggle to see it through. Now to go alongside your quest for knowledge, you need to get yourself a gym membership, or at least sign up to some regular bootcamp style classes. Now you may wonder what this has specifically got to do with your business, but as someone who hasn't always taken his health and fitness seriously, believe me when I say you simply can't get your mind performing at its best 
if your body isn't at least halfway there. Now listen, I'm no gym freak by any stretch, so I can completely relate to any of you that don't like doing exercise. But I promise you, after you finish your training session, then you're gonna feel so much better for doing it, and the benefits are gonna spill over into many other areas of your life too, not just fat burning and getting fit. Now fourthly, you need to be getting yourself a mentor or a coach. Now if you've followed me for any kind of time, you're gonna know how much I bang on and on about the importance of mentors and coaches. They're gonna guide you, they're gonna steer you away from unnecessary mistakes, they're gonna push you, they're gonna hold you accountable, and much, much more. But the key is to be able to select the right ones in a world saturated with fake gurus and experts who are, to be honest, actually expert in nothing other than convincing you to give them your money. Now, there's gonna be mentors that you can get that cost you nothing, and there's gonna be ones that'll cost big money. But the key is not to look at what they're costing, but at what value they're delivering. Now you can have formal relationships, you can have informal relationships with these people too. I now have a huge collection of mentors, coaches and experts that I surround myself with. I've got informal relationships with successful people who I get to pick their brains over a bottle of wine, and I've got formal relationships with people that train and advise me to ensure that I'm always trying to perform at my best. Now again, like all other points that I've mentioned before, the specific experts you need are very much down to what it is that you're looking to achieve. But the key is to know that you need these people, to seek them out and to hire them. The right coach or the right mentor can literally transform your life and your business in a matter of hours or less. Now we come on to one of my favorite topics, networking. Now the results you can achieve for your business and even your social life here are well, well in excess of any costs if you do it right. The problem is most people don't know what they're doing when it comes to networking, which is why they get little or no success from it and that ultimately networking gets a bad name with so many people. So how do you network properly? What do you need to be doing so that you don't automatically roll your eyes at the thought of having to go to another networking event or build relationships with people that you don't know very well? Firstly, you need to ensure that you are specifically targeting the people that you're wanting to meet. Who are they? What field of business are they in? What social or professional circles are they in? Do you know specifically what they can do for you? Or do you have a reason to just want to build a relationship with them even though you're not 100% sure where it could lead yet? This mentality and thought process is absolutely essential to stop you wasting your time in situations that will never bear fruit. If you know you're looking to buy a new pair of jeans, then you would know exactly what shop you were gonna go into and you'd start looking. You wouldn't just wander aimlessly around the fruit and vegetable market hoping for a pair of Levi's to jump out at you. Now without targeting your potential future relationships and planning where you're going to find them, this is exactly what you're doing. When you've targeted these people, where are you going to find them? Are you going to go to a specific event already where these people are going to be? Or are you going to reach out to them online and invite them to an event or an environment that you're specifically creating for them? Now whilst I do go to some larger events where I know certain types of people are going to be or people from certain industries are going to be, I personally normally focus my networking and relationship efforts deeper and I specifically plan people that I'd like to meet. I reach out to them, I contact them and then I invite them to an environment that I can control. That could be as simple as a dinner or maybe a fun activity or event. The depth of the experience is what will build the quality bonds for you. So the more unusual or memorable the better. Don't be thinking that you're going to blow all your budget at once on this because memorable doesn't have to mean expensive. I've had some great fun and I've started off building great relationships on hikes, paintball sessions, boxing classes and plenty of other activities and situations that you wouldn't necessarily associate with the business environment but that they work perfectly. Now after you've met the person, been to the event, 
had the fun, started to build the bond, don't make the mistake that most people do and stop there. Like every aspect of selling and growth, the money's in the follow-up and in consistency. You've started to make a relationship with these people for a reason, so don't just leave it there. Make sure you communicate the day after. Thank them for the time, reminisce about something funny that happened. Now, unless you're very lucky, there isn't gonna be an immediate deal to be had in these relationships. So just keep building them and curating them over time. The key to being remembered and wanted is to be proactive and to give value with no expectation in return. Don't harass them for business that clearly isn't gonna be coming your way. Don't ask, ask, ask. Keep it casual and not demanding. If you know someone that your new relationship should meet, then make an introduction for them. If you can help the kid out with something, then do it. These are the things that will make you more and more valuable and remembered. And then when the time is right, the payoff will come. But what if nothing comes out of some of these relationships when you've invested heavily in them? Well, that's just life, but I'm sure you'll have had some fun times. And to be honest, I think it's absolutely rubbish to say that nothing's come from them. You may not have directly done a deal, but for sure you're gonna have met new people, had new ideas, and learn new things. There is nothing but good to come from networking and from growing your network. Now, if you follow me for any length of time, you'll hear how much I bang on and on about the importance of networking, of having a kick-ass network. Now, most of my success is down to the deals I've done with the relationships that I've built over the years. And no matter how much I achieve, I'm always striving to keep growing my network. I've got a phenomenal black book of people in every industry. I've got investors, mentors, celebrities, people who can make things happen for me and enrich my life in some way. And I am telling you now that you will not achieve great success without your own power network. And you can start building it on a very limited budget with nothing more than a bit of creativity and some effort. Now let's talk about social media. Social media is the greatest marketing gift of the 21st century. I mean, what else can you do for free that can achieve a global reach? And on top of that it's all under your control no gatekeepers no PR guys no censorship just you putting out your brand and your message look I'm only 39 years old and even in my early 20s when I was trying to build my businesses this gift was unthinkable anyone not using social media platforms like Instagram Facebook LinkedIn they are depriving themselves of the most incredible marketing opportunity out there but how can you improve your social success by throwing some of your investment budget behind it. Look, there's loads of great ways to maximize your social success using paid strategies. And everything I'm about to tell you now, I've used myself and I've achieved success from. Firstly, you should look into holding some competitions. These are a great opportunity to showcase your brand, get follower interaction and grow your follower base. Create a competition that involves people liking and sharing your post and your page and tagging their friends in it too. This is gonna help push you out to a whole new audience so much quicker than you could ever dream of doing it yourself. Now look, obviously the prize needs to be appealing, but it doesn't have to cost the earth. I've seen competitions that have cost less than a couple hundred quid to put together and they generate literally thousands of entries and new followers for the business. Now influencer marketing is another great way to spend some of your marketing budget, introducing you to a new audience and generating customer confidence and trust. For those of you that haven't come across influencer marketing or don't know what it is, it's a form of marketing on social media that involves endorsements and product placements with people who have a large following or a level of influence in a field and usually some purported expert level of knowledge. These people 
are the influencers. Now, when using influencers for your marketing, it can cost you anything from nothing more than some free product and a lot of outreach, right through to people who can cost you literally tens of thousands for a single post. When choosing which influencers to work with, the key is to select people who have an audience that is relevant to your business and that you want to reach, and that their association with your product is going to appear authentic. An audience that is irrelevant to you and an influencer that would never possibly use your product is a surefire way to throw money down the toilet. Now, I'd also recommend repetition in this area. I think you're much better off with a single or smaller group of influencers, but going deep with them to represent your product rather than using a very wide group of influencers who only flash it once and it never gets the time to sink in with their audience. It can also be great to tie in influencer marketing with my earlier competition idea too as well. You know, Get the influencers to help push your competition out to an even wider audience. Boosting your posts with a little advertising spend can also be a very effective use of marketing budget and help cost-effectively grow your reach. Now, most social media platforms allow you to put budget behind pushing out your post to a wider audience. As great as social media is, the organic reach of most platforms, that's a natural unpaid distribution of your content, it's getting smaller and smaller as more and more people join these platforms and create content. The platforms therefore monetize their business models by giving you the opportunity to pay to have your content shown to a wider audience. There's all kinds of criteria you can select on each platform to decide who your paid posts will be seen by. And you can start it off by spending literally a few pounds a day. The actual granular tactics of what to do here are covering some of my other videos. So be sure to check them out if you're gonna give this a try. But for now, just be aware that paying to boost some of your better posts, if done properly, can be a fantastic investment. Similar to paying to boost posts on social media, the search engines like Google and Yahoo also allow you to pay to target customers looking for products and services based on the words that they are searching for. Now undoubtedly most of you are going to know what I'm talking about here from the times that you've used a search engine yourself to look for information or to try and make a purchase. The actual process and knowledge involved in successful paid search engine marketing is an absolute minefield to ensure that you don't waste your money and to ensure that you get maximum bang for your budget. And again I've got so many videos digging deep on this topic so you can learn more about it for yourselves or learn how to hire an expert to do it for you. But for now, just be aware it exists. Now the beauty of paid search is it allows you to be so specific about what search terms you're gonna show up for in front of a potential audience, ensuring that you get the absolute maximum value out of your marketing budget. Historically, it was very hard, if not impossible in certain cases, to track the effectiveness of advertising budgets and marketing campaigns. But with paid search, you can track to the penny the success of your campaigns the origins of your customers, and then you can tweak and change accordingly if you're not happy with the results. How would you like to spend your investment money on a holiday? How is spending money on taking a holiday possibly considered investing in your business, I hear you ask? Look, to be operating at your best, you need to be relaxed, you need to be fresh, and you've got to have a clear head. And these are just some of the benefits that can be achieved from taking the right kind of holiday or break from your business. But there is also so much more to be gained too. Having time away from your business in the right environment allows the perfect opportunity for your creative juices to get flowing. It's thinking time to generate ideas, you're gonna meet new people, experience new cultures, be in new environments, all away from the stress of the day-to-day -day in your office and your business. You're gonna find yourself coming up with solutions in no time to those problems that have plagued you for years. Now, as many of you know, I'm a massive travel fan. I love it for the experience and the networking that I get to do. I get to add to my contact base people from all around the world. World. But I also suffer at times when I go away 
because it highlights to me the holes in my team and the flaws within my businesses that are too reliant on me. So I also always try and use this time to fix these issues, to decide who I need to recruit, and to make sure that not only will I enjoy future breaks even more, but that my businesses are becoming more and more valuable as they can not only survive without me, but they can thrive in my absence. Don't worry if you don't want to blow all your budget on a holiday. Even just a day trip to the spa or a night or two in a tent with no phone signal will work wonders for you and your mind. Now, just like investing in a break or a change of scenery for yourself to recharge the batteries and to get your mind working differently and better, the same can be achieved with your team by getting them out of the office and bonding together in some team building activities. Now as much as a few pints down the pub is fun and it's better than nothing, with a bit of thought there are many better and great ways to get your team refreshed, bonded, motivated and also to get their minds working differently, helping to both make them happier and also to bring a new dimension into your business. Now look, you know your team the best and what will suit them and you know how much of your budget you're looking to spend on this activity. But if you're struggling, then start off by thinking of ideas like escape rooms, paintballing, rafting, things that will push your team out of the comfort zone and give them memories to talk about for weeks and months to come. Have you heard the saying, content is king or content is the new currency? Well, if you haven't before, you have now. And let me tell you what it means and how important it is. Now, content refers to any kind of creative output that you make for your business or your brand. Written, audio, video, short, long, literally absolutely anything. Anything that showcases you, tells your story and gets your message across, educating people, entertaining them, inspiring them. Now the kind of content that you create will be dictated by what your business is and what your style is like. But the key message here is that you literally can't make too much of it, as long as it's good that is, and that you need to be creating as many types of it as possible for as many different platforms as possible. Creating great content doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, it can be free. The quality of it comes not from what you spend on it, but from what your message is, from the effort that you put in to think about what you want to do. You can be creating content with nothing more than your camera phone or a pen and paper blogging on a free platform, but you can also put some budget behind it too. If you aren't a great writer, then you could hire freelance writers to ghostwrite articles for you. You could hire an editor to funk up the videos that you make on your camera phone, adding logos, animation, and music. I personally often use websites like Upwork, Fiverr, People Per Hour when I'm looking for any freelance help. They're definitely worth you checking out. But before you hire any freelancers, you must ensure that you're very clear on exactly what it is you want them to do. If you want them to be reflective of your brand and your goals, then they are only as good as their instructions. So don't just give them a vague brief and leave them to it. Make sure you set them a very specific task. Now, you can always agree with freelancers to give you a couple of revisions on each task too, if you need to make some tweaks and get it perfect. This one's very quick and easy. Every buyer wants a deal and every seller wants some guaranteed upfront cash. Now, whether it's a regular supplier or someone you're about to make your first purchase from, and reach out and see who is keen for some upfront cash. Most business transactions are done on some form of credit, typically 30-day payment terms. But if you can afford to pay upfront for things, you can often negotiate discounts of around 5%. But cash the right person on the right day, and it could be significantly more. Also, because you're probably buying something here that you are gonna buy anyway, it hasn't really cost any of your thousand pound investment budget. You've just used it to pay a little bit earlier for something that you would have done anyway. So you can actually still invest your grand in all the other great ideas in this video. Now we all love a new fancy piece of tech. The latest new iPhone, a new PlayStation, a new lens for your camera, 
Whatever it may be, we can never get enough. But the one place where this can really count is in your business. When you're operating with out-of-date equipment, then you can never be operating as quickly and efficiently as possible. And depending on what line of business you're in, then your equipment could actually be making you produce a substandard product. The latest printer, a new graphics card for your monitor, a voice-activated app. You know your business and what it needs better than I do, so you can decide what the money is best spent on. But just make sure you spend it on something that's gonna add value to your business, either making you more efficient or help you produce better client output. Don't spend it on something for vanity or just for entertainment. Have you already got all the latest tech and you can't find anything to spend your money on? Well, maybe invest in a coat of paint for your office or a couple of new pieces of furniture. Make your environment as appealing as possible to impress your customers and keep your employee morale high. Now, just like my aging face, it could probably do with a good facial or a hint of Botox, your business image may be getting tired too. First impressions really do count. And a crappy logo, a poor color scheme, an out-of-date typeface, or maybe just inconsistencies across your brand image are all factors that can put customers off from buying. So how do you invest some of this £1,000 budget to fix it? Well, you can look to employ the services of a freelance graphic designer, which again can be found on the likes of websites like Upwork or People Per Hour. You can engage with them to do a brand audit and provide some advice for you on the bits of your business image that can be improved or upgraded. Maybe you've got the building blocks of a great brand image in place already and you just need some new signage or a refresh to your website. Or maybe you're an artistic and branding disaster, scaring off potential customers before they even get close to making a purchase. Either way, the services of an expert will guide you and help you on the fast track to a great looking brand, making sure that your image and your style is unified across your business and as relevant and modern as can be. When you're selecting a designer to work with, ensure that you get to see their portfolio of previous work first and use that as a starting point of making your choice of who to work with. Design is a very subjective area and there is no right or wrong. So you need to work with someone who has done great output previously that you love. And that may not necessarily be what other people love. Never work with someone whose work you haven't seen before. Most designers will offer a step-by-step -step service whereby you can get preliminary designs before committing any further in terms of time and money. And if your designer doesn't do this, then you need to find one who does. Have you already got all of my previous 10 points taken care of? Are you a master digital marketer with all the latest tech, a motivated team, a refreshed mind, and you're smashing out great content whilst eating your breakfast? Look, I'd be very surprised, but if you are, then I'm also very jealous too. But don't worry, there is still something you can do with that money. You can use it to start generating a new income stream. Maybe this will be in your existing business, or maybe it'll be in a totally unrelated business or field. Multiple income streams are a whole topic in themselves, so check out some of my other videos if you want to dig deeper on the subject. But for here, just know that multiple income streams provide safety and diversification, and they're the foundation of any great wealth building strategy. There's no right answers to which income stream you should be starting. They will always be personal to you, your interests, your skill sets, your budget, and the time that you have available to you, to name just a few things. But if you're early in your journey of creating a second business or a new income stream, then my advice would be to try and make it not too dependent or too related to your current one. Many people who ran a business prior to the corona pandemic will know exactly what it's like to have their income turned off overnight, whilst other people got to experience a huge surge in their business if they're involved in the likes of online retail. Try and see what external factors may apply to your current business that could cause it to experience a downturn and try and ensure that your next income stream isn't subject to those same factors. That way you can ensure that whilst one business may be suffering, the other isn't and you should always have income coming in. So there you have it, 11 great ways to invest a thousand pounds in your business. And if you've got more than a thousand pounds to invest, 
you can go deep on some of these ideas or maybe try a few of them. If you've got less than a thousand pounds to invest, you can still get going with my suggestions quite cheaply. I mean, reading a book, for example, needs to cost nothing more than a trip to the local library. But whatever your budget, make sure you get applying these strategies today. Because if done correctly, your business is going to start reaping the rewards immediately.